Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! Mm -hmm. Um, But I just didn't anticipate this much fucking snow. So much snow. And I hear, I think a blow, a plow. Do you hear that? It's like a blow. It's either a blower or a plow. Oh, yeah. Someone's plowing the parking garage. Can you hear that? Uh, I mean, faintly in the back when you're, t- I don't hear it when you're not talking. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll put that disclaimer in that, that for some of this, there is a uh, snowplow gl- going on. Okay. Anyway, I didn't rewatch the episode since last week. I hope I remember things. I know. <laughs> I didn't either. I really wanted to, but I woke up this morning because I was kind of thinking, oh, I'll get up. And I'll come here, I'll leave uh, Quinn's place at like 9.45, I'll get back here with plenty of time to watch the episode and maybe have breakfast and swing by the store. And I did swing by the store, but by the time I got back, it was 10 till, and I was like, Mm -hmm. I need coffee. And so I just shoved a protein bar down my throat and made a cup of coffee for myself. Sure, good enough. That's where we are. Okay, I I think I'll get it. It'll be fine. Honestly, I feel like we won't have much good to say about this episode, so I'm not really worried about it. I got, a lot, of, I got a lot of issues with this episode. <laughs> yes, correct. Absolutely. Do we want right. to begin? Let's get started. Hi, y'all. Amazing. Hello. Welcome to the Feeny Call. I'm Skylar. I'm Megan. And it's the season finale, though you wouldn't know it. (laughs) Finale that shouldn't actually be an episode in general, but mostly a season finale. It's a season finale with minimal stakes and strange vibes. Yeah, we're talking about season four, episode 22, Learning to Fly. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I don't know how it relates, but somehow Time for Me to Fly by REO Speedwagon just kept going through my head. Every time I read the title, I'm just like, not learn, learn to Fly by the Foo Fighters. No, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but also a good option. All right. Do we have a fun fact for this one? We do. And it is so fun because oh, this is the first episode that we get to see Bonnie Bartlett, who is oh, the real right. life yeah. wife of William Daniels, of uh-huh. course. We see her later on as Dean Bolander. She kind of takes on a bigger role, but this is the very first episode where we get to see her. She's introduced to us, so that's exciting. And mm. I I feel like it was it was one of those things that I never really knew until I started digging. So some passive Boy Meets World fans, there you go. If you didn't know, that's Feeney's wife in mm-hmm, real life. Mm-hmm. Which is why when he like makes little jokes about her at the end, it's cute and funny yeah. when he's like, she's a tough one or whatever he says, you know? Yes. Um, so cute. You. I know. I love we love when real life couples get to play opposite each other. Oh, Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally. Oh, love. Is my favorite. With the two of them. It's great. Yes. Yeah. Bridesmaids. Melissa McCarthy and her husband. Perfect. Mm-hmm, Absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant. Uh, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. And in, in several different things. <laughs> yeah, in everything that came out. Most recently, I guess, the Christmas Chronicles 2 thing, which I actually haven't watched, but in other things, too. I haven't either. Now it's uh, recap time. Recap. Is it my turn? It's my turn. Yes, it is. All right. Have fun with that. 
So Corey, Sean, and Eric are going to go on a trip to college, and Topanga's supposed to come, but then Topanga shows up, and she's like, my aunt says I can't come. And Corey's like, no, but we were going to be together this weekend. Oh. And so then they go to this trip, and they stay in a sorority house, and then they are there, and they're hanging, and this sorority girl starts to hit on Corey, and Eric is touring around the campus with a friend and learning that it's all bullshit, and then Topanga did, lied, and Corey finds out and ends up not sleeping with this girl, and then Eric and Corey go home and Sean's like, yeah, all right. Time. <laughs> I kind of wanted to hear where you're going with that, but you you were at time. So. It's kind of all over the place. So. Oh, man. This is going to be season one, episode 18 all over again, where I'm going to have nothing good to say about it because <laughs> there is nothing good about it. There's no like good moment even really, except maybe with Eric having this like realization at the end, but it's nothing new because we've already gotten this kind of realization in security guy. So yeah. why, why did we have this episode? Why is it necessary? Why is it needed? I don't understand the last like three episodes have been amazing and also great rap episodes of mm-hmm. a season. And so I just really don't understand why they felt the need to make this because there's just no point there's really no point no plot is furthered nothing right and i mean what's what's the lesson right the the thing we learn here is that the sure thing or the easy thing isn't always the right thing right which didn't we learn that like two episodes ago? i feel like we've been there several times yeah so (laughs) i mean yeah it's just i i did get the thing that i did like about this episode was kind of eric's whole little speech that he gave about like instant kind of like instant gratification and all of the things about opportunities arising that will be great in that moment but in the long run it's not going to be worth it and so it kind of ties into the security guy lesson but also gives you this flip side of it where it's like yeah instant gratification is great but that's only going to get you so far and we've Mm -hmm. had that conversation before i think in season two maybe I don't remember, but we've had yeah. that pretty much that exact conversation before where it's like, okay, yes, you could go. <laughs> I don't, you said something about sleeping with like 800 people and doing cocaine or no doing heroin. <laughs> and it's like, that would be maybe great in the moment. But then at the end of the day, you're like miserable. You're not going to feel great about, about that afterwards. Yeah, so. no, no. Yeah. It's, I, I know that our, our format largely relies on discussing the things to learn here, but like the thing to learn is that is, is the, the thing we've learned. The sure thing, the easy thing, it's not always the right thing, right? And so, uh, and I don't know, did you have any other uh, different takeaway from that? No, that was yeah. pretty, that's what I wrote down, that's that's it. <laughs> and that, that's the thing, and that's, all, that's what there is here. Mm-hmm. So, which allows the conversation now to persist around how fucking weird it is that this sorority girl is trying to fuck Corey. Yep, so It weird. is really weird. It's uncomfortable. I hate it. She's clearly so much older than he is. He's clearly 16 years old. What is what is happening? Why it's is so this bizarre? Happening? Listen, I don't care how like fragile you are after your breakup. You don't go to fuck that 16 year old. No. All right, you're an adult. You go fuck someone else in your in your college. Yes, but you another don't go adult. Fuck please. this 16 year old. No. Nope. All right. No. It is outrageous that this girl is trying to sleep with Corey. like i'm not i'm not a po you know 
I don't have an issue with the narrative of like after an emotional breakup, you maybe make a poor decision and seek uh, some some sort of comfort through uh, like a, a quick intimate moment, you know, yeah. or yeah. like a quick hookup. That's a pretty normal human behavior yes that happens all the time Mm -hmm. where i draw the line is that she's lowering her standards all the way down to random curly-headed weirdo teenager who's in my bedroom and also not even interested really not interested gives the appearance that he's like oh yeah like if anything she should have tried with Sean because he was the one who was like, hey, so let's do this thing. And she's like, get out of my way. Right, right. She should have just fucked Sean. I mean, no, she shouldn't have because it's (laughs) probably illegal in the state of Pennsylvania. But, well, I don't even know if it was Beach State. They probably had to go out of state to go to a beach because there's not one in Pennsylvania. I I don't know. It seems like maybe they're in Jersey. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, maybe. That could be. Yeah. If I had to take a guess, it feels like Jersey. That's no, it's guess. fucking weird. Okay, like it's so fucking weird, mm-hmm. and and I, I'm it, it creeps me out in every way that this girl. Let's let's go ahead. She's in. She's living in a sorority house, which means that she is at least a sophomore, right? Yeah. If yeah. I mean, based on most college standards, all right. Correct. I suppose we don't know Beach State's rules, but generally speaking, freshmen are not living in this sorority house. So we assume she's at least a sophomore. So this girl's like 20 years old. Yeah. Right? The point is, she's a, she's she's an adult. Right? Yeah. Corey looks like a freshman in high school. Uh-huh. Despite being 16 years old. Yeah. She should not be attracted to him. No. <laughs> no. No matter the state she is in. There's something so weird to me about the fact that she kept pursuing it even though he was not he showed no interest he said no repeatedly he said that he wasn't about it he said he had a girlfriend that he loved and yet she still kept trying and that's really the part that i think disturbed me the most because Mm -hmm. the situation is super disturbing if you reconsider the genders of these individuals right And it's one thing if she was just like, oh, this sensitive guy is in my room and I'm feeling emotionally vulnerable. So why don't I just like do it? And he's into it and let's just go for it. But the fact that he like he repeatedly was saying, I'm not interested in this. And she just kept trying. At that point, I'm like, you are so gross, so gross at this point to me. I can't. Again, if Sean were there and they ended up sleeping together, it would still be wrong and creepy. But like, at least he, at least there would be more of a reason because he was interested in this and he wanted this. And again, still wrong and creepy because he's 16 years old, but it it just doesn't make any sense to me that she's still pursuing Corey after he has repeatedly been like, mm, no, thanks. I love my girlfriend. Yeah, I think when you're when people are writing these sorts of plot lines, you know, I understand this was in the 90s and it was uh, and there was a different cultural conversation happening. But, you know, if you're writing this sort of plot line today, it's really important that you look at it and say, like, okay, now if I switch the genders of these two humans, is this situation still funny? No. Or no? (laughs) Like, and if the answer is no, then it's not funny as it is either. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. That's very true. 
because again, if this were in Girl Meets World and fucking and Riley is in some college boys dorm room mm-hmm. and this nineteen or twenty year old college boy is trying to coerce her into sex, mm-hmm. I don't think that anyone would be mistaking that situation for hijinks and hilarity. Nope. Now, okay, let me ask you. We've we've belabored how strange it is. Let me ask you about the like the Topanga lied about what they would like in in her. Mm-hmm. I don't know where she was afraid of herself. What does she say at the end of that? Where she's like afraid of what I would do. Just like what I... your take on the on the Corey Topanga stuff here. Here's the thing: if she is if she is telling the truth then I believe it. I I don't think that Topanga is not one that would lie about something like that, but I guess with very sensitive information or very sensitive material, like, Hey, we could be having sex for the first time this weekend. I could understand why she would get a little nervous and panicky and, and try to get out of it in the easiest way possible, which is just saying that her aunt won't let her, So I guess that tracks for me if she's telling the truth. If she's lying, then she needs to have a separate conversation with Corey. She just needs to be a better communicator and be like, I'm not ready. I don't like what this was implying, like what this weekend was implying. I'm not comfortable with this. You know I'm not ready. I don't like the fact that I had to lie to get out of this weekend or even if we're going all the way back before she lied and she's just saying, I'm not comfortable with this. Like she needs to be a better communicator in this situation. And Topanga is, she's a very good communicator. So if she's lying, I have a big problem with it. But if, if she's, if she's telling the truth, then it tracks, I would say. Yeah. Well, I mean, she says at the end, that, like she is afraid that like she couldn't help herself. Right. Like that was yeah. the idea was she was like afraid of what she would do. Which I guess is like a responsible judgment of self, maybe. But at the same time, I just like the whole plan falls apart for me when when it's contextualized with the lodging arrangements. Like, I mean, I mean, I mean, the idea that either like Corey and Topanga, either one of them have it in their mind that they're gonna fuck this weekend when they're staying in a room with two sorority girls, Sean and Eric. And they're sleeping on the floor in a sleeping bag or something. Yeah. Well, I think because they were talking about like, well, it's the beach and like blah, blah, blah. So what I'm thinking is like, oh. Don't have sex on on the beach. Exactly. (laughs) Sneaking away and having sex for the first time on the beach, which would be so uncomfortable. Why would you do it for the first time on a sandy surface? Sand gets everywhere gets that's everywhere. just a bad idea we were asking for trouble with that yeah. all right like that requires that is a uti a lot of planning and that and is a yeast infection for sure bad you know it's it's a you're gonna like i don't know somebody's back is probably gonna be like <laughs> really scratched Ugh. there's fucking seashells lying around there's a lot of reasons not to do it yeah also yeah. I'm just speaking for myself. I don't know if I'd want my first time to be in public. Outdoors. I'm daring. Jesus. Those are some high stakes. What if somebody yeah. walked by? I mean, it's going to be over in two seconds regardless because, you know, it's Corey. 
at the same time, I don't know if I'd want my first time to be outside. That's mm-hmm. a lot. That's a high that's a ask lot. for me. That's, I, a, that's a big ask for your first time having sex. Yep. I'm a no. I'm a no on that. But yeah. also, yeah, with the sleeping arrangement, I guess maybe they could like put a sock on the door or something. Or if like Sean and it's not even, it's a, it's not even their room. Like, what? No. <laughs> It's because they're boys and they think they own everything and they think they can just get away with whatever they want. But Topanga seems to be under the idea that they would fuck this weekend if she went too, and that's yeah. why she removes herself. And so I'm just like, y'all, why did no, no one reasonably thought this out? Eric is the only one here that might be having sex this weekend and he doesn't even seem intent on that. No, I actually really appreciate Eric in this episode because it seems like he's interested it, obviously, he's interested in this college for multiple reasons. It's on the beach. There are all kinds of cute girls and whatever. But then as he's learning about the school, he's like, I want more for myself. Mm-hmm. And I guess Corey kind of comes to that realization as well. But in just a way creepier situation. I know. The, like, I the the parallel lines they, they draw between Eric and Corey's story here, like, work but don't work (laughs) they work but only because it's they use specific wording yeah to make it they like have to jump through hoops it's a lot of mental gymnastics right it's like Corey choosing not to fuck this woman and eric choosing like a decent education shouldn't really be parallel lines but they managed to make it kind of work i guess yeah (laughs) so i have a couple notes of like random things that I noticed in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, when Eric and I don't remember her name, the little the little one that she was touring the campus with, she takes him to the rec center. They sit down, and there's a couple that's supposed to be making out in this chair next to them. They're mm-hmm. definitely not making out. If you mm-hmm. look closely, her nose is like on his shoulder. Oh yeah, and they're just kind of like moving their hands around each they're other. They're giving well, they're giving each other hickeys at the same time. Obviously, Megan, that was. But- <laughs> <laughs> I just They're obviously just sucking each other's necks. I was like, at the I'm same pretty time. Sure they're supposed to be making out, but these actors clearly were not comfortable enough to actually kiss each other on their faces. So now they're just like It is weird. Putting it looks their weird. lips on each other's shoulders. Yeah, it looks like an SNL joke about people making out. Yeah. <laughs> so also so Mary Beth is in a room. She's talking about her breakup. She's like, everything sucks. I'm throwing all this shit out the window. So she does. She starts to, starts to throw all his stuff out the window. Goes into the bathroom. Puts on his jersey? Uh, I, don't I don't know. She puts on jersey a jersey. Out. I don't know if it's his jersey. It's not super. It's, isn't it like no, an Eagles jersey? It doesn't have a thing on it. So I would assume it's like an old practice jersey of his that he just gave to her when uh. he outgrew it. That's what that's what I assumed, and I was like, "Wait, so you threw everything else of his out the window, but not his jersey?" I did not assume it was his and jersey. And then you put it. I think it's only because they made such an emphasis about him being the quarterback of the football team. Uh, yeah, I guess they do. They do make a big deal about that, so I guess it could be his jersey. Also, Corey's still on the wrestling team. Yeah, I don't know. He says that, I guess, but <laughs> yeah, I. I was like, wait, 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 what? You Really? This is still going on? This is still happening? I thought you quit after, like, the whole Adam Scott threw, like, a three-ring circus in the gymnasium, and everyone and their mother was in the ring at some point, and 
we were done with the wrestling thing, but I guess not. So mm-hmm. Corey's still on the wrestling team, question mark, I suppose. Which, I mean, checks out, uh, except for the fact that we haven't seen him in his wrestling uniform, and they took it back at the end of that episode, didn't they? Like, all his yeah. stuff. And no, he he's not on the wrestling team. He's full of shit. I don't like, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a little bit of a stretch for me. Don't believe that. Also, mm-hmm. we have a boom check. We do have a boom check. Yes, Eric is with Dean Bolander. He stands up abruptly and says no. And a uh, little mic dips into the screen just a little bit. Yeah, the yeah. camera camera rises with him standing up and the boom doesn't get out of frame quite quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> the boom guy just has some delayed reactions. I feel like there are a lot of moments where like he can he can sense that he's drooping and then like pulls it together. That's mm-hmm, usually mm-hmm. how these things go. And so he's like, as soon as Eric stands up, he's like, oh, shit. And like, I can mm-hmm. see him like, oh, no, like mm-hmm. I'm doing a motion. You can't see me. No, nope. but this like is an audio I'm format. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget that. Mm-hmm. But he I can just see him in my mind's eye pulling it up abruptly. Mm-hmm. We also get um, sounds like a freeway exit in regards to Topanga's name. Yep. Oh, Ducky. Ducky had something to say about that too. He was like, "Yeah, that was so funny. Did you hear that?" I- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, a- he sounds like a freeway exit, which you know, every, by now we've, I'm sure you've heard the the Topanga Canyon naming Topanga need to name the character driving through. <laughs> Ducky, I'm talking. Anyway, you know the story. You know the story. So they're playing off of that. Uh, there were a couple like kind of funny moments in this episode like that but for the most part just creeps she changes again yes right why does she so she starts to like she starts to get all up on his shit they're on the bed and then she's like i'm gonna go shower yep and changes again also when she goes to shower was it or was it not an invitation for him to come join her? Because I feel like she says it casually and like goes into the bathroom and I feel like she's waiting for him to follow her. Mm, sort of. It feels like a lazy script writing and that like they needed her to leave the room for a minute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but but like it just doesn't it, from a if I'm too mm-hmm. right. Right. She's got him on the bed and is like in this position now and then decides like to leave that and go like to, to, you know, remove that advance and go shower. So from like a motivational perspective, it makes no sense. It's clearly just like, I need her to leave the room uh, from uh, a screenwriter's perspective. If she is so one track minded as to fuck Corey, she's at the, the, the most serious advance she has made and then leaves that moment. Well, and that's why I was kind of like, maybe she's inviting him to come with her. So they can I guess, but that needs to be way more explicit. And also, shower sex is not easy for no. uh, and, and like now, now the sixteen-year-old's supposed to make that happen. No, right? First, Come we're on. having sex on the beach. <laughs> then we're expecting him to have sex in the Everyone's shower. Everyone's got wildly person. unrealistic expectations yes. for this boy who's probably like never even seen boobs. No, yeah. that's so true. Wow, poor Corey. He just everyone's putting so much pressure on him. Mm-hmm. So much. <laughs> Life yeah. must be so hard for I know, him. it's God. so hard when, uh, when having women throw women throw him. their body oh, at you as a teenager. God. I guess I need to say props to Corey for not sleeping with this woman. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, because 
it was right there. It was so easy. And as a 16 year old, I can't imagine that you're willing to walk away from something like that, regardless of if you've never had sex before Mm -hmm. and you're excited to have sex for the first time and you've been kind of revving up to it with this other person who Mm -hmm. has shown now no interest and you just found out that they lied to you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It is prime. Listen, I'm speaking for myself. I would have, I would have had sex with this woman in this episode. If I was in his position and she was throwing herself at me and I was like in a fight now with my girlfriend effectively because she had just lied to me and had all the pent up sexual energy that a 16 year old who's never gotten anything would have, I would absolutely have thrown myself into this and and gone with it. So, I mean, good on Gore for not doing it. Because I do not think most 16-year-old boys in the exact same situation would ever behave as I such. I was going to say, <laughs> I can't think of a single boy that I could ask who would be like, no, I wouldn't do that. You know, a, a 16-year-old virgin with all the sexual impulses that come with being a teenager and none of the sexual payoff and all of the like tumultuous emotions of my girlfriend lying to me. And like, I, it would be it would be spiteful and sexual because I would be like, Yep. Well, fuck her. She lied to me. And so I'm going to get back at her by doing this. Like, yes. that's, that's a teenage thing you're going to do. Yep. And then it would also be like, uh, <laughs> fucking like Hamilton out here. I say no to this. Like how, yeah. how he's supposed yeah. to say no to this, you know? Yeah. And, and that's the fucking truth. Is that like a straight 16 year old boy who has not, cause like we're led to believe that Corey and Topanga basically haven't done anything. Yeah. They've made, made out. They've made out. Maybe some like over the clothes touching. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I was like, I can't anticipate that maybe he can like his. She lets his hands wander a little bit, and maybe mm-hmm. her hands wander a little bit. But mm-hmm. I can't imagine that there's they've been under the. No, no, no under the clothes touching. Certainly, and no one has seen anything. No as one's we come seen to find anything. Out next season. Yes, yeah. no one has. No one has seen anything. So like, they're, they're, they have no vision. Yeah, so like, there's no, there's no real payoff. He's constantly uh, finding himself uh, hard up and nowhere to go. <laughs> uh, and and so, like, yeah, there's really no way I would expect a straight 16-year-old boy in this situation to say no to this, um, which I guess is what they want, is for us to applaud Corey's exceptionalism. Fine. <laughs> Fine. That's it. Fine. That's there you go. Answer. You get your one clap your because one clap. I know that I would have not said no to that. And, and I think that many are not alone would, in that. Yeah. Yes. I don't feel ashamed to admit that because I yeah. do think that is wildly the majority opinion. <laughs> I, yeah, that's, that's totally fair. I kissed some girls in high school when I shouldn't have. And, to, and by, and by that, I mean, like I was otherwise talking to someone else and yeah. then another party showed interest. <laughs> and so we made out. Skyler, we know you're a slut. (laughs) I'm trying trying to, like, make it really diplomatic. Anyway, my point is that, like, when I was in a mildly similar situation in that I was somewhat committed and another another party showed aggressive interest, I did not say no to said other party. Sure. Which is how I know that in this situation, I would have fucked up and I would have done it. (laughs) Well, especially the stakes are a lot higher because you, you know, you're actually having sex. That's true. These are wildly higher stakes, which maybe would have freaked me out of it. Uh, I, I, I maybe would have, I don't know. I guess I'm being like a really, really committal about 
the losing virginity thing. I think because... it's one of those. Sorry, continue. I didn't. No, it's that. fine. Just like at the time, I was a good practicing Catholic and had all these concepts forced <laughs> on me about virginity that I was adhering to in many sure, ways. Sure. Which is maybe why now I say like, yeah, I would have done it. But then now if I'm really to think about who I was, I might have been like really scared about God in that moment. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> but also I feel like you could have, maybe you would have vocalized that and been like, okay, like we can make out a little. And like, sure. maybe you can like take I would have done something like that. Yeah. But yeah. then I feel like one thing would have led to another. Would If she was interested in like continuing, like as soon uh, as she had set her mind on like, well, I'm definitely going to get this kid to cave. Yeah. A 16 year old boy? Are you kidding me? That's the thing, too, is if like I had committed to doing something else, I probably wouldn't have made it to sex. <laughs> yeah, that's you know? fair. Like, there, there's no way in which at 16 I, I could have had the sexual stamina to go through various <laughs> steps. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, even if she was like bound and determined with Corey and she was like, I'll just, I'll like, you know, just give him a little blowjob as like a tease, he would have, yeah, yeah, boom, done. <laughs> No way it could have kept going from there. Nope. Uh, and, and then I, he would have been filled with remorse immediately afterwards. Oh, it would have been the biggest crying in the corner amount of dread immediately afterwards. Also, it's not at 16 with no experience, he would not have been able to reciprocate. So that kind of sucks no. for her if she, no, 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 like, she would have been left out high and dry for sure. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he just wouldn't be able to do anything. There would have been and he no would have been crying and oh, it would have been bad. So bad. She would be wildly unfulfilled and he would be crying in the corner. So it's best that nothing happened here. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Who's your MVP? <laughs> it's, Eric. it's Eric. It's Eric. Yeah. yeah I probably. almost gave it to the house mom because I think it's hysterical. <laughs> she but is, it is very Eric. funny. The house mom is, is a good time. No, it's Eric. He, he, he learns the thing on his own and he takes the step to correct and, and achieves and, and talks to Corey. It's, it's definitely Eric. It is. I wish this episode was a little bit more about Eric than it is. I think they like tried yeah. to split it evenly, Corey, Eric, but there's definitely more memorable Corey stuff here, even though Eric is the real story. <laughs> well, and the thing about it is it could have been more Eric, but it would have been a repeat, again, a security guy, because we just went That's through true. this. That's it's true. the same shit, just a different setting. So it was. it's kind of fruitless, I feel like, to try to put more emphasis on Eric because we've already seen it if it were something new yes absolutely with eric but they definitely tried to split it 50 50 and mm -hmm. i get it but john gets to blow off the episode because he had a lot of work last week yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> but his little moment where he's like i've had a dream just like this is creepy but still yeah, funny it is funny it's funny that so where he like can recite what's happening it's funny because he's a teenage boy, so of course he's like having his sex for first sex dreams and whatever, and like of course it's in like a sorority house. Like, come on, he's a sixteen-year-old boy, so it's mm -hmm. funny in that respect. But yeah, I mean, still a little weird because he's sixteen, but it's all know. a little weird. Yeah, it's all just a little weird, right? Isn't it funny how we're out here? Like, listen, teenagers, if you want to do like sex things, then like. And you're sure about it, then go for it. But at the same time, the idea of 16-year-olds doing sex things make us feel weird. Being yeah. a grown-up is weird. Being a grown-up <laughs> is weird. It's well, mostly that, I... like, you can do those things, do them safely, be confident. I don't want to yeah. know about it. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's one of those things where, as an adult, like, we can, we can steer them in the right direction, but also, like, don't need to know... 
and don't tell me, please. That's that's weird. Yeah, but if you're a parent and you have a teenager, then like, I don't know, y'all should talk, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Probably talk about it, have a conversation. That is essential. Communication is key uh, here. I had I had a friend who. I don't, I don't even know if they were sexually active or not, but for whatever reason, their parents suspected that they were. They had, they, they like tried to talk about some things, but then like the thing they did one morning was they put like a fishbowl full of condoms <gasps> like on the table. What? And we're like, listen, I'm just going to leave these out here in the open. If I need one, I'll take it. If you need one, you'll take it. No one what? has to see or judge or anything. It's just a big bowl of condoms and that's all there is to it. <laughs> oh my god what yeah. on earth yeah which I my friend was not yeah my friend was pretty mortified. Oh, <laughs> mortified i can't even imagine if i if you know if me and your father need one then we'll take it and if you need one then you'll take it and that'll yeah. be that and we won't ever like talk about who took a condom from the bowl yeah <laughs> and then they're gone in like three days and the parents right like, and eventually oh, they're gonna be gone yeah. real like right like the speed at which they're gone is somehow maybe worse yeah <laughs> That's true. Now there's a visual indication. Like if the child in this situation, if the teenager, I should say, in this situation commits to this process uh, and is on board with it and they disappear really fast and you, the grown up in the room, yeah. know that you didn't do it. Yeah, I then maybe you that. should be declaring, right? I hate that. But then maybe the teenager is just like really funny and just takes a bunch of them to freak you out. Yes, yeah, just to like, <laughs> yep, to like you out. Yeah. Oh, man. Funny. It's, I mean, it's a good, it's a very funny bit for a movie, but in real life, it's mortifying. <laughs> yes, exactly. That actually is a good point. It'd be really funny for a movie plot or a plot of a TV mm -hmm. episode or something, but maybe oh, yeah. not so much. Oh, yeah. It would, in be, real life. it would be good sitcom fodder, but certainly not something I want to experience. Yeah, no. We did it. We ended the season. Season four. What was your favorite episode? Oh, no, I wasn't prepared for that. We do uh, it every season. No, but it, that, you said that every season. It means we've done it three times. That's true. <laughs> uh, there are so many in this season that it's really hard to pick. But I think I, I don't. Mine might be Security Guy. Yeah. It might be. It also might be Hair Today, Goon Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I really, really like Easy Street. Yes. I'm a big fan of Easy Street. You know I'm a sucker for a holiday episode, too. Uh, <laughs> that's true. I also, I, I really enjoy the quiz show. It's a fun time. Yeah. I Ain't Gonna Spray Lettuce No More is another one. Mm -hmm. I think if I had to pick two, it'd be Easy Street and I Ain't Gonna Spray Lettuce No More. That would be yeah. two of my top ones. Was this whole season directed by Jeff McCracken? Maybe. I think it was. That would have on Wikipedia, it looks like Jeff McCracken directed every episode this season. Wow. Yeah. That is kind of interesting. That is interesting. Uh, very consistent directing for a whole season. That's pretty rare. Fun fact part two. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think I'm going to give it, it's going to be a tie between Ain't Gonna Spray Let Us No More and Easy Street. I'm a big fan of both of those. Well, I'm excited. Season five. I know. Up. I've been thinking about the opening sequence in season five when there's like the big dramatic like the senior school thing you know i'm talking yep. about I'm yes, thinking exactly. about it i'm very excited <laughs> yeah it's gonna be i'm just I excited cannot. for this season to introduce angela uh -huh. and introduce jack and oh, yeah. i'm excited to bring in 
some new blood and mm-hmm. I'm excited to get into some of the really fun episodes. I this can't is wait obviously... to start talking some. And then some there was Sean. Watch. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. It's going to be good. Oh, we're going in. Season five is, again, has some of my all time favorite episodes. Yeah. I think season five might be my favorite season of all time. Yes. Yes. It's got some of my absolute faves, some of the best plot lines. Mm-hmm. Peak. BMW content. (laughs) Yay! And I have exciting news that we are beginning to roll out merch. Over the course of season five, we'll be rolling out merch slowly but surely. So keep an eye out for that. I'll obviously be posting about it. And yeah, I'm so excited. Yay! So yeah, follow us on social media at the Feeny Call Podcast so that you can keep up to date with when the stuff comes around. I hope that you're telling your friends because now we're officially all the way back to the shit that they really remember. Yes. Everyone's at their like peak handsomeness coming up. We get all the plot lines that you remember the most. And it's the the good shit. It's the goodest of the good shit. I've been sweet, you know, we've been on a steady uphill climb, uh, six and seven also great, but yes. here we go. We're really about to, it's about to be the, every episode is a banger. Maybe not. Yay. There's probably some stinkers in season five that I don't remember, but most of them that I do remember are excellent. And I'm excited to find out which ones let me down. And then of course we have a real big giant season finale. Next a real, season. a real fucking season finale. Yeah. <laughs> Something that deserves to be a season finale. Correct. Absolutely. Great. So we are on the social medias. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Feeny Call or at the Feeny Call Podcast. You can (laughs) send us an email, feenycallpodcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail, ask us questions. Uh, If you have any fun trivia for us or just want to know something about the show or about us, we're here to answer it, I suppose. Depends on how personal it is, I guess. You're you're running at it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Thanks for listening, y'all. And as always, class dismissed.